Sports 56 mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by James Gaddis Jewelers. Diamonds are forever. Woo! Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. The second hour of Sports 56 mornings is brought to you each and every day by James Gaddis Jewelers. 4900 Poplar between Mendenhall and St. Nick and on the web at GaddisJewelers.com. They are your bridal engagement and anniversary jeweler headquarters. Looking for that special diamond ring, that special wedding ring or personally designed wedding set? You need to head over to James Gaddis Jewelers. They are full service jewelers with two bench jewelers ready to serve you. All their diamonds are independently graded and certified. They know there's a lot of competition, so they make sure there's a price point to suit everyone's budget. Perhaps you're looking for that special watch, custom-made jewelry of all types, gemstones, bracelets, necklaces, earrings, pendants. So many choices at James Gaddis Jewelers, plus the Romantics will love the one-of-a-kind estate and vintage jewelry. Layaway and financing is available. You want to sell your gold, silver, and diamonds? James Gaddis will give you a great price on that. Plus, if you need something appraised, James is a certified appraiser. Just head over to James Gaddis Jewelers, 4900 Poplar Avenue, your family's jeweler. Welcome back to, I guess I don't have to welcome you back because Greg just did, uh, but we're here Sports 56 Mornings. It's Zach Boyd and me, Jay Morgan. We're doing uh, our best to fill in for Eli and Greg that are not here today. We're doing so from the Family Leisure Studio. I feel like they need to say that. They're having the world's biggest spa sale where family and fun come together. Family Leisure 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. All right, crossing my T's and dotting my Oh, oh, it's 810. It's Friday, October 6th. Weather's still in the 60s, Zach, in the 70s or so? What do you think? 70s? 80s? I'm going to say 60s, let's say. We're still in the 60s. Okay, Right now nice. we're sitting at 63. Uh, the high is supposed to be close to 80 degrees. Mm, good deal. So the time, temperature, date, and I told you where I am. Excellent. Now we have stuff to talk about here in terms of the National Basketball Association. Um, the so preseason started yesterday. Uh uh, kind of a crazy game. I want to start here, and then I want to talk more generally about the NBA offseason first. I watched this game yesterday um, in the NBA. It was uh, kind of a, a lull of a game in terms of the deficit. Steve Harvey was there, though. That was exciting to see Steve Harvey before the game. One of my favorite comedians and celebrities. Love Steve Harvey. The Mavs were out there getting smacked, getting smacked. And I... I despised how seriously Carl Anthony Towns took that game. <laughs> I, I despised it, Zach. Because this guy is notably only in things for himself. There's great stories that's documented everywhere by all types of insiders that Carl Anthony Towns, the first thing he does when he walks off the court is goes to get a stat sheet. He wants to see, am I, am I eating? What do my stats look like? So he can improve upon them when he goes back out there. Which is generally not what great players concern themselves with, right? Obviously, great players want to score a lot, but that generally happens when you're playing good basketball and winning and if you're the best player on the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. You think, you think Jimmy Butler's going to the sideline checking his stat sheet every time? Like, no. You think John Morant and all these guys are checking their stat sheet when they go to the sideline? No. They might look at the stat sheet after the game, which is totally natural, but in the middle of the game, it's ridiculous. And Carl Anthony Towns, it's not that he's playing hard because Luka was playing hard at certain points and other guys were playing hard at certain points. It's not that he's playing hard. It's that he's, like, celebrating for the crowd's benefit to show how much he's getting buckets out there. It really irked me, Zach. Do you – does Carl Anthony Towns irk you the same way or are you, you, you're in it for everybody? Yeah, I don't really – particularly care Can't about this guy. cat like that so selfish. you know i don't know i don't know him like that really you know 
I don't. I don't know him. I'm sure. I'm sure some people in Memphis like support my hate of Carlton Towns because there's like a pseudo rivalry between the Grizzlies and uh, Timberwolves after what, two years ago. Now it was the the uh, series against them. But yeah, we in Minnesota now. Yeah, but it's not even. It's not even about that. It's not even about the series because I'm not the. I'm not the biggest Grizzlies fan in the world. I like the Grizzlies fine, but it's not really about that. I'm not speaking with fandom here. I just think he's not. He doesn't contribute to winning in a significant way, man. He's just selfish, and when you play selfish like that, you're inherently not playing for your teammates, and I think that shows in the way he does, way in the yeah, way he plays. And then also like how their roster was constructed too, like there's no way in the world you're gonna have a you're gonna be a plus on the court with Cat and Gobert. Like I get it. Like ideally, yeah. Like having a Having a 6'2 Rudy Gobert with a 7-foot Car Anthony Towns, like, it does sound like really fun on, on 2K. But and I bet Cat wanted that. He wanted to sit his butt on the perimeter a little bit more. Right, but the thing is is that offensively they're better off having Cat at the 5. And it's not like Cat is a is – a, is a, I wouldn't say weak, but it's not like he, he's struggling – to play the five, he is he 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 looks fine playing the five. I just don't I didn't understand the reasoning behind that, but yeah, I don't I really don't care about the Timberwolves like that to be honest with you. Well, you took one guy that was having trouble guarding the five and brought in another guy, even though he's defensive player of the year, also can't guard his position. Right. So now we just have two guys playing the four and five at all times, neither one of which can guard any position. So uh, you're right. I don't know what's going on there. The, the My favorite player on their team, though, my favorite center on their team, Nas Reed. This guy is legitimate. If you haven't had a chance to see him play yet, he's going into his – he was drafted in 2019. So what is this, his fourth year, fifth year, something like that? Nas Reed is electric. He came onto the scene, burst onto the scene last year, played his best season yet, averaged 11.5 points a game, five rebounds. you got to watch this guy play. He can stretch the floor. For my money, if I'm picking one of those three centers on the team, I'm taking Nas Reed 10 times out of 10. And then again on Sunday. I know that's not the right I'm conflicting uh, analysis there. But nonetheless, this Nas Reed guy, serious, a serious player. And that's another thing, too. They paid they paid for their uh, the backup center. Yeah, but like, they needed they to put, pay him. They Like, Rudy Gobert is getting $41 million this year. Cat is getting 36. And then you give like don't get me wrong, Nas Reed deserved his contract. No don't kidding. get me wrong. I am I am not I'm I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it. No, your money. point is well made though. You got two centers already. What are you good and you're paying them uh, a star player money, and now you're gonna pay this third guy as well? It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's getting like 50, uh, 13 million right now. Mm-hmm. Knowing that there's like other spots on his roster that you gotta in that's a good contract in the modern NBA, though, too. $13 million, though, isn't it? I mean, that's a good deal. Like, who, yeah, what, it did, is. what did uh, my man for the Spurs get uh, just just yesterday or whatever? Uh, 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 Devin Vassell? De- yeah, he, he got a huge contract. It was something like 120 I don't know what the year worth was worth, but it was a lot of money he got as well. So that just might be the modern contract. And furthermore, Nas Reed, 6'9", too, and can guard multiple positions. He guards centers better than both those guys we're talking about and can also guard the four and play the four and five on offense. He's so much more versatile than these other guys. What are you paying these other guys? But I guess you get him in a steal like that. It's a pretty good deal. And he's only like 23, 24 years old. So a really good player there too. Yeah. 
But mm-hmm. enough about the first preseason game of the year. They'll play again on Saturday, too, as well as the Lakers play somebody on Saturday. Who do the Lakers play? The Warriors. Lakers and Warriors play Saturday as well. And then you get the second Abu Dhabi game on Saturday. So that'll be 11 o'clock, and then the Lakers play at 7 at night. Um, and I don't think LeBron is going to play in that game I saw this morning. I think he's going to sit it out. But, uh, I mean, I don't think we were really surprised by that. The next thing I want to talk about is more generally in the offseason, because I haven't really had a chance to talk about this with anybody yet. And I think it's really interesting what's going on here with the whole Damian Lillard trade. I think a lot of people are kind of seeing it on face value, but this has been something that we've been able to follow all offseason with conflicting reports coming out of Miami versus what Woj is saying. And, and I think I don't think it's unfair to say this. He was kind of Woj was more of uh, his reporting was coming from the sourcing of inside the front office in Portland, and obviously the, the the sourcing in Miami was coming from the front office in Miami. So that's where you kind of you get the conflicting reports. Two different front offices felt differently about the way the trade was going. Do you think, Zach, kind of high, hard one question for you here, do you think it's justified for to be critical of Pat Riley for not being able to land Damian Lillard to make this team better? Yes. Really? Why? Yes, because they've they've whiffed on the last few superstars that were available. But going to the finals though, twice. Yeah, but that was that was because the at like what it was a back to back years. Yeah. Right? So yeah, so that that that's because the the Heat benefited off of a lot of key injuries in the in the East. So I think Joel was hurt. Giannis was hurt, I mm-hmm. think, at one point. Beating so it's bucks. like there were there are key injuries, and even and even uh, KD and Kyrie and James Harden, that whole experiment didn't work. Like like there there have been moments where the Heat have capitalized on a lot of teams' mistakes, and then on top of that, the Heat really really caught lightning in the bottle at the right time of the year. Like they couldn't miss from three. Like I, like every game in the playoffs this last year for the Heat, it was like. What they're going like sixty percent from the field, sixty percent from three, seventy percent from three. Duncan it's Robinson like, playing his best like basketball of the season. All those guys were the on the heater. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah, making everything. That's right. Yeah, they really were. Duncan Robinson playing his best basketball of the year. Uh, Tyler Hero was playing pretty well as well. No, Tyler Hero didn't. No, Tyler Hero play didn't play, playoffs. but but he was on his way back. Yeah, they were seeing. They were thinking maybe he could play by the end there. But you're right. They were hitting a lot of jump shots and stuff like that too. Um, and Kyle Lowry had a big game at one point in the playoffs too. See, I kind of disagree with you though. I, I just don't think they they set a price for what they thought D- Damian Lillard should be worth. They challenged the Trailblazers, saying that you're not going to be able to find a deal this good because reportedly they were offering Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. Uh, and picks. And I, I've also heard Jovic's name thrown in there too. But what I know for sure is based on the reporting, I can know, at least based on the reporting, knows for sure, is that Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and picks were included in that deal. And that's certainly not better than the deal they got from uh, the, the, uh, the Bucks. Even though they end up getting uh, players from the Celtics, which I think everybody including the heat because this is being reported the heat were extremely surprised the Celtics gave up what they did for Drew Holiday they essentially gave up for Drew Holiday like they were getting the Drew Holiday fresh off of the bubble performance with the Pelicans instead of the Drew Holiday that we saw in the playoffs last year where he was getting cooked night in and night out a shell of himself I mean this is not the Drew Holiday that was even two three years ago at this point he was awful to the point Jimmy Butler is running down the court saying, this bum can't guard me. And he was right. He couldn't. He was terrible in the playoffs. Why do you think the Celtics gave up so much for him? 
because that was the axing price that the that the Trailblazers wanted. Now, but then you'll give it to him, though. Yeah, then they gave it to him because I was kind of surprised because you know when, when when the first reports came out about this, I was like. There's no way in the world you're giving up two first-round picks for Drew Holiday. Now, don't get me wrong. Drew, like I said, Drew Holiday, great player. He's a really good player, really good defender. Not he anymore, can run the though. team if you need to. Not anymore, though. He's the fourth-best player on that team right now. He is. He, Behind but, Porzingis, even. But he's not going to kill you. He's, he's going to help you more than he's going to kill you. I, I will say that. I mean, it's a good fourth-best player. I will say that. He it's, will help you more than player. he will kill you. But the you gave up the is, depth, too, plus Robert Williams was the – I mean, when he was out, that defense got a lot worse. And you're playing with, what, a, a 40-something-year-old Al Horford? And that's, your- and, that's, and that's where my issue lies with the Celtics. I get I get understand getting Drew Holiday in, but the, but the whole point of having uh, Horford and Robert Williams was because you can you – can, you can uh ro- I guess you you can rotate that defense a little bit based on matchups. You can match you, got, you can match up a little bit better because you can have too. Horford kind of stretch it out, stretch mm-hmm. the floor out a little bit. Now, now I mean they could play five out now because they got Porzingis. But the thing is, the biggest question to me for the Celtics is, can Porzingis stay healthy? For okay. 82 games, but he he look that's that's a fair point too. I will say Washington Porzingis beard I call him Beard Porzingis Beard Zingus was a different animal. Like you mentioned, maybe playing five out that scares me because that's what they were trying to do in Dallas with the Mavs, and it just doesn't work because you have to have in the modern NBA. It's why Joel Embiid saying that he'll play international basketball for USA if he plays is so important because you have to bang inside. You have to have fives, and a skilled five that can bang is even more vital because, like, I mean, look no further than the Grizzlies, how much their season fell off when Steven Adams got hurt. They didn't have anybody else that could bang bang inside, and that's why it's not to say that Steven Adams is better than John Morant, but that's why the absence of John Morant two years ago now was so much less uh, uh, detrimental to the team's success than it was losing Steven Adams is because the five is the most important position in the NBA now. And you just gave up your five in the Boston Celtics that led you to be the best defense in the league year in and year out. And furthermore, you lost him. You lost great depth with Malcolm Brogdon that you just went out to go get a really good bench player, sixth man of the year candidate, was playing unbelievable basketball all year. And then you lost your starting point guard, too, from last year is now with the Grizzlies. Zach the Celtics got worse. The Celtics undoubtedly got worse. Oh and, yeah, and maybe I mean, that's the Heat's greatest success in all this is they made the Celtics worse just by <laughs> just just by sheer uh, beating them alone. Yeah, but I I would say I would say the only consolation in all of this all of this all of this is going to work out if if the Celtics manage to get back to the finals again, is because through Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. That's the that's the only that's the only thing I can say like. As a team, Jason Brown, uh, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum have like both have to be like at their A game all season for them to be in the uh, at least be back in a Western uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Eastern game. Conference Finals for sure. It's it's it, it scare. It really does scare me in terms. I mean, you lost all this leader that you hit at media day, and I want to talk more about media day in a minute here. Um, from a Grizzlies perspective, too. But, like, at Media Day, they're talking about how important uh, Marcus Smart was to the team and stuff like that. And you still have Derek White. So I'm assuming Derek White and and Peyton Pritchard stepped up in a big way last year as well. He looked a lot better. So there's your ones, probably. 
because I don't think Jalen Brown and Drew Hop, neither one of them sh- have shown me the decision-making ability to be able to facilitate it to one consistently night in, night out. Um, you obviously have your set plays to go to Jay, I mean to go to uh, Jason Tatum all the time there. But then I'm just looking at the five position and I see I, I like Porzingis. I think bearded Porzingis, beard Zingus was a lot better last year. But then Al Horford and 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 an absence now of Robert Williams that uh, that scares me. I, I think no doubt in my mind the Celtics got worse. It, it's it's sad to see that too. It, it, talking about the Lillard perspective too, going to the Bucks. I think it's very strange. Lillard was very playing with kid gloves in terms of nowadays we see guys like James Harden and all these other superstars kind of force their way out of organizations here. You know, I mean, like James Harden has done it X amount of times now, so that's not a good defense. That's not a good example at all. But Lillard didn't want to sour the relationship with Portland. He respected the fans, and he really enjoyed his time in Portland to where he wasn't going to go in there and cause a ruckus, but he just asked politely, look, I'd really like to play in Miami. If you can make that happen, I'd like to play in Miami. And I think he afforded the front office – uh, I think he afforded a front office uh, a, uh, a uh, I don't know, a courtesy that they did not give back to him. He treated them with respect and kindness and asked them for something that they didn't do. And it, I think it comes down to complete pettiness. And I think that's just a horrible way to run your business. I, I, I Disrespecting a player like that that's meant so much to you now. Uh, maybe Lillard doesn't feel that way. Obviously, him and Giannis might be the best one-two tandem in the NBA now. So he might compete for a championship there. But just think about it from your personal life, too. Damian Lillard wanted to go play in Miami, South Beach, 305, and ended up in freaking Milwaukee. Back after this. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by James Gaddis Jewelers. Don't you just love it? Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. A minute ago, the Commander Chuck, is it? A minute ago, he said the term rubbernecking. What is rubbernecking? Do you know what that is? It's like traffic, like, slowing down. Is that what it is? Yeah. That can't be right. Rubbernecking? That can't be right. He goes, there's some rubbernecking going on on the interstate. What 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 type of rubbernecking you thinking about? I don't know, but like I don't know what I, I why would rubbernecking be it has something to do with your neck. It has to have something to do with your neck, right? Rubbernecking? I, I feel, at least that's what I feel like. I feel like it has to be like, the first thing I thought of would be like, because it's like stop and go traffic, like, like you're hitting the brake and your neck is going like forward and back and it's like yeah, rubber. Yeah, that, that's rubbernecking because there's an accident there and so everybody's kind of distracted. So. I'm looking it up. Rubbernecking. It's like stop and go traffic. Oh, According to Encyclopedia Britannica, it says rubbernecking is when you turn your head to check the accident. So people slow down and they're yeah. looking over at the accident a lot of times like that. That's what a rubberneck would be. Like you just keep turning, everyone's looking, turning, looking, turning, looking. Interesting. That's how traffic slows down. You learn something new every day, don't you? I was confused by what rubbernecking was. I was like, does that have to do with like the tires? Because the tires are made of rubber sometimes. No. Anyway, it's not. Well, I'm learning something about traffic. Thank you, Commander Chuck. Shout out, shout out. See Chuck, 
the commander, the commie. No, I don't want to call him that. You don't just want the, to call just him. the Washington football team. Um, uh, I, ha- I want to talk a little bit more about the NBA. Kind of a short segment here because I've got a surprise for Zach next segment. I was thinking about doing it here. I think that's going to be 845 here. You're not going to want to miss that. So kind of a short segment here. Talk a little bit more about the NBA here. I want to talk about uh, the media day stuff because there was a lot of interesting things said. The first thing, Zach, I'm crediting you. You reported this to me. I don't know if other people reported it, but you definitely reported it on Twitter. Shout out Rack City Zach on Twitter. Um, I guess I say Twitter X. It's like X now too. Whatever. Anyway, shout out Commander. Uh, I mean the Commander Chuck. Shout out Rack Commander City. Zach. I appreciate shout that. Shout out Rack City Zach. Great reporting by you. You said didn't you tweet this that Marcus Smart said that he doesn't care at all and he doesn't think his teammates care at all about the uh, uh, the in season tournament. Did you hear that? Did you I did you, not hear that part. I thought you tweeted that. Did yeah. I see it somewhere else? No, I just gave you credit for something someone else did. Yeah. But I'm going to give you credit anyway. <laughs> now, now i got to double-check my tweets for a second. But that was the first person I heard give voice to, we're not going to care about this tournament at all. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I think I think they're going to treat it like it's a regular season game. Uh, you don't put too much pressure on yourself because it is uh, it's something different. But I think, you know, I like I understand why uh, Adam Silver and the NBA decided, hey, we need to make some changes to the season, get, you know, bring some bring a little bit of excitement to the season because of it. Uh, but no, I just think I I think I, I think you, you, you just keep a level head, treat it like it's a regular game season, just keep it moving. I think that's a good attitude to have. We're going to treat it like a regular season game. They're important for what they are, especially if it's. I don't know exactly how it's laid out. I forget exactly. But if it's like a divisional game, generally that you compartmentalize the schedule. Different games mean different things and stuff like that. So I think you treat it like that. But I, I just thought it was interesting that a player gave voice because really and truly, it's not been something you hear the players do so far. They're kind of playing company man so far. But Marcus Smart is a big enough personality in this league and has been it for long enough. He can pretty much say whatever is on his mind, and it, it, it's okay. It's right. very different if it's a younger player now, or something like that. Now, he did say, he did say, uh, and I'm kind of paraphrasing because I'm going off the top of my head with this. He did say, because uh, one of the reporters asked him about rest, and so that kind of plays into the in-season tournament because you're playing a lot of games, mm-hmm. and then you'll be traveling to Vegas if you make it to the semis. Uh for that NC tournament, and so I think the, I think she meant that they mentioned rest, and so he was like, "No, like I really I don't I think that's where you probably pulling from." It's like it's like yeah, no, I'm I'll get my rest, but you know if I'm if I'm not able to go and my body tells me not to go, then I'm not going. As he shouldn't, and I, that's it leads me great great segue by you because that leads me literally into my number two here on my list of off season stuff, I mean, on media day stuff. Kawhi getting grilled at media days, which is just like. Give me a break. It happens every year. People love hating on Kawhi. It's so dumb. People just don't understand what that guy went through to win an NBA championship in Toronto, playing on one leg, literally destroying his knee so that he could win one championship by himself. And now people are going to criticize him for not playing enough. It's ridiculous. So anyway, he's grilled at Media Day in Los Angeles. People, reporters asking him, what do you think about Adam Silver's new rule with load management and stuff like that? And he says, We'll just see what happens there. Essentially, he's giving voice to this. Nobody is listed on the injury report, Zach. You know this. You cover the Grizzlies game in and game out. No one is ever listed on an injury report as rest or load management. It's always a soft 
tissue injury because they all have soft tissue injuries all year long. So you're not lying by saying putting them on the injury report based on that. That's just what it is. And so now you got people asking Kawhi this stuff. And, and, and fans take it, fans that hate load management, all that stuff, taking a victory lap around the, the whole notion that, see, it is a problem. Adam Silver changed the rule. No, he didn't. It's the second straight offseason they've put a rule in place just to appease you, the fan. But it's totally bogus, and guys are going to keep resting as they should. What do you think about all that? Zach? Now, they're going to be very, I think teams are going to be very strategic about this. You have they, to. Did, they did put in, like you said, they did put in a rule, and they're going to be a little bit more strict about it because. The I only change is, season, like, multiple guys at once, basically. Yeah, 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 multiple All-Stars at once. Because I know last season, like, the Mavs got away with it, got away with, you know, resting a lot of their guys because they were trying to get a better draft position. Always listed a soft tissue injury, though, too. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't I don't have an issue with it. I understand Me because either. I understand from both, both point of views because, again, like, from the player's standpoint, you want to be as healthy as possible – you know, going, you know, stepping on the floor. And then on the fans, like, you are, they are spending, like, an arm and a leg just to see one, I guess, their favorite player, whoever whoever their favorite player is, right. whether it's on the home side or from the visiting side. They are spending an arm and a leg just to, to, to see them. And if they're not playing or, better yet, not even on the road trip, then it's like, well, 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 shoot! Like I, I spent a lot of I spent a lot of money for for me and my kid to be here. T- totally fair too. I think the one the one thing that I value in terms of questioning load management is whether or not it works because there is percentage wise a higher percentage of soft tissue injuries that you can argue are legitimate or illegitimate, whatever the case might be. Like I said, a lot of these injuries when it's rest are listed as tough, soft tissue injuries, but I'm talking more about soft tissue injuries that keep you out for a more elongated period of time. Though are on the rise. So if you want to talk about the science of whether or not load management helps to keep you more healthy, I think you have a good argument there. Yeah, I was, it, gonna, I was getting ready to ask you about that because I have because there has been something I have noticed where in like several years ago before load management became a thing back in what, 2015? Like like players got hurt, but it wasn't like, oh, like they're hurt, hurt. Because the, the argument would be that the, here, it's a, it, but it's science. You know what I mean? Like it's, we're hypothesizing, we're testing theories here. It's not exact at this point. We're trying to figure it out together, sort of. But the idea being is that you actually can prevent injury more by doing legitimate exercise in the same way every day than you could. And that's also uh, uh, like a strength and conditioning thing as well, that strength and conditioning coaches around the league are really studying that closely as well. And maybe there's this whole regiment you can put a guy on when they're not playing one night. It's not total rest. They're going to get in the gym and get some work in. It's just not going to be on the court. So there's a whole argument there. But going back to people spending their hard-earned money, and I sympathize. It costs a lot of money to go to the games. You want to see player X, player Y. I sympathize. But at the same time, it's the National Basketball Association, Zach. People are, these players are unbelievable. The idea, here, here's a great example. Fans of teams in whatever market you're in, they're always, they always think that their 10th, 11th man is a great, wow, I didn't know John Conchar was that good. Meanwhile, the opponent's 10th or 11th man, you automatically think that person's name, you hear their name, you're like, that guy's a bump. But the fact of the matter is, is this is all the National Basketball Association and the product they put on the floor, whether or not player X or player Y is in load management is still excellent. To that point, they're winning a lot of games where you're like, Luke is out. The Mavs are losing. They win. 
50% of the time, they're winning. Same thing can be said for other teams as well. So the idea that like it's this garbage product because the player that I wanted to see isn't out there, I just think it's just not correct either. It's still an excellent product, and you should be grateful. And like the money you spent is well spent. When you watch whoever they put on the court, it's basketball at the highest level in the world. That would be my argument for that. Yeah, that's true. But again, like stars make the money for you. Fair so enough. If, so again, like if... If everybody knows that oh like LeBron and Luca is not gonna play tonight, then there's no there's no point of showing up to the but, arena. But let's use that example, Kyrie, the AD. You know, like there's great players on these teams. Austin Reeves, I'll throw in there too, is a guy that everyone's been excited to see. He's a great player too. Well, I don't know if he's a great player, but that's a guy that that he moved the needle a lot of ways when the playoffs started. You know yeah, what I mean? They, I- that's the Laker curve to me. So that's just the Lakers. Well, let's look at the Mavs then. Who am I missing on the Mavs? You got that's Kyrie. It, just Luka and Kyrie. No, I mean, there's other guys that you can. Uh, Grant Williams now on the Mavs. I mean, I'm not saying Grant yeah, Williams no. moves the needle necessarily, but there's a time where Chris Stapps Porzingis is on the Mavs as well. I mean, there's other great players on these teams that. I think about uh, what's my man, Jaden Hardy last year, is a guy that if you watch him play, this guy is exceptional and he is going to be a star in this league at a certain point in time. And you could have gotten to see him on the ground floor. So there's all this value that people are missing because they're just so obsessed with complaining about load management. I think it's very overstated, quite yeah, frankly. No, uh, no offense to my guy, uh, Sean Coleman at Bluff City Media. Uh, I'm not spending money to watch Grant Williams run cardio for 40 minutes but it's not not but that's diminishing about what you're getting in the product though isn't it no i'm not watching grant williams run up and down the floor and not taking a shot for 40 minutes that's not what i that's what if i I make it your team you're a grizzly fan what if i make it your team jaws out for the first 20 games of the year you're gonna go watch those games right well yeah because i'm getting paid to do that now right but you would go see it anyway wouldn't you no just because jaws out I mean, I'll go watch them. I'll go and see it. Like, I take my, I ask my family, hey, y'all want to go to the game watch? If, if I'm not working, then I ask. What but- if I make you a, a Nuggets fan, okay? And let's say the Nuggets play the Grizzlies at home twice in the span while Jaw is out. You going to spend money to go watch ja, the Grizzlies play without Jaw against your Nuggets? Yes. Exactly. Because it's Jokic on the other side. Okay, fair enough there, too. But like, that's, <laughs> but like the argument that people aren't going to watch the team play because their star isn't coming to town, that's what it is. It's not your star they're concerned about. They're concerned about the other team's right. star. This is, like, the biggest, the, the biggest thing is that, like, if they miss home games, that's fine because they got 41 of them home games that they can miss or possibly miss. So if they left, let's... For example, like Ja, he's missing 25 games. Let's say I'm not looking at the schedule, so I'm just saying about, I don't know, about 10 to 12 home games. He's going to miss those 10 to 12 home games. In your mind, you're thinking to yourself, like, okay, he's not going to be available for those games, but I know on the back end there's still an additional 20-plus games that we could see Ja at, you know, at, you know, playing at the FedEx Forum. Now, on the flip side of things, especially on if you – if you're not playing in the Eastern Conference, you only get to see Jai one time a year. Maybe twice if you decide you want to come to Memphis. Mm-hmm. But really, like, on the road, you only get the chance to see Jai one time a year. And that's the and so that's the problem. Because you got fans from other cities who are fans of those visiting teams. Again, no, I like, like we, I look up those playoff tickets out in L.A. Me and my friend, we, we, we look up those playoff tickets uh, like a few months ago, when 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 they played the Lakers, there's no way in the world a Memphian, unless you just got it like that, which 
hey, hit hit your boy up. If you, there's no way in the world that you're gonna have Memphians fly out to L.A. to pay for Crypto.com arena prices. Here's the thing I would say to that: a lot of college sports fans listening to though, right? A lot of college sports fans. College teams are changing players left and right every year. It's a whole new roster. Basketball, football, doesn't matter. There is no carryover year to year. And those stadiums are still packed every single week, every single night because of the laundry that they're wearing. So I understand that stars are valuable in professional sports, especially the NBA, but it is not a deterrent for people to not go see these teams play. They're not just going to see Ja. It's a plus to get to see Ja. But I think it's just so overstated that load management is ruining the sport of basketball. It, it's, I just don't, I, 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 can't, I cannot disagree more. The sport is in a great place. These teams are deeper than ever. And an example of that is that the G League teams are deeper than ever. The Grizzlies G League team last year had great players on it all year long. These teams are so deep. 12, 13, 14th men on the team are playing excellent basketball. And and I, I get what you're saying, Zach. And I, I, I think more people probably would agree with you than agree with me. But I'm pleading with people, please listen to what I'm saying here is the uh, entertainment value you're going to get is the highest level of basketball, whether or not the player that you think you want to see the most is in the game or not. Yeah. Back no, after and this. I, and, I, and I agree with oh, you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I agree with you, but people pay to see the stars. Yeah, they they're, do. They're, they're, they are superstars for a reason. Back after this. You already know you can listen to Sports 56 anywhere with the Sports 56 app or at sports56whbq.com. But you can also watch us daily with live video of all of our shows on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by James Gaddis Jewelers. To reveal the full spectrum of its dazzling color. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Oh, uh, we got Brandon Lang coming up next. I'm so excited to talk to him. But before we do, I've got a surprise for Zach. Oh, no. You hear that, Zach? You hear that noise? Is it money? It's not money. This, if it ain't if it ain't about the money, don't 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 call my name. This is the bag of death. You can see it's, yeah, it doesn't actually have this, but for the audience, you know, theater of the mind, it has a big scr- skull and crossbones on it. It's the bag of death here. And what the bag of death is, Zach, you know, sometimes it's really hard to pick these games. You know what I mean? Like especially picking winners in college football in the NFL, it's almost impossible. I mean, it really is tough, and that's why we're having Brandon Lane come on to help us, but you and I aren't experts in picking the winners of these games. It's hard to do. I just want to watch and enjoy the game. But I feel, right. I feel like we owe the audience an opportunity to pick winners. So here's what we're going to do here. Okay, I've got a bag in here. It's got helmets of lots of different teams, college, pro, and some and some exciting random helmets as well. Oh man, it's exciting stuff in here. You can you can hear it jiggle in there. Yeah, I, I can hear some. You can hear it jiggle. Okay, so the, the reason why it's called the you're like you might be thinking, well, if we're just picking helmets out, why is it called the bag of death? Because there's a punishment that comes with a loss. Okay, and you don't get now. Here's how it works. I. See, you and I are in different rooms here. It's going to be You're tough right. to do this. So I'll have to pick for you, but you can decide here, okay? So here's how it works. You pick in and you pick a helmet, 
And if you know where this came from, you know where I'm ripping it off from, just keep quiet. Nobody else does. So anyway, the bag of death, you reach in there and you pick a helmet out. And if you decide you like this team, you're just picking the winner. Okay? You're just picking the winner. You're not picking against the spread. Just picking the winner. I'll tell you who they're playing this week. And if you like the team, you can keep the helmet or you can throw it back and try for a second pick. You only get two picks, though. So if you throw it back, the second team you pick is what you're stuck with, okay? Now, there is punishments associated with losses. And if you agree to this, Zach, you're entering a verbal contract. We all hear it. And if you lose, you get to pick one of these punishments. So it's not random. You get to pick one. And Bryant Dickus is also doing this later with me during Johnny Radio's happy hour. So if you like this now, you got to listen then as well. So we got three people here. Here's the punishments you get to choose from, Zach, so you can decide whether or not you want to do this, okay? And really say yes, because if you say no, it really ruins the second. So I'm hoping you say yes here. Here's the four punishments, okay? The first one, number one, it's called the consummate professional. The consummate professional, you do a whole day's work, wor- worth of work without a shirt on. That's the consummate professional, okay? Yeah, that's... <laughs> well, you don't have to pick that one. You have to, there's other ones, too. Here we go. The number two is the that's all, folks. Can you guess what this one is? Are we wrapping up? Nope. The that's all, folks, is an entire day's work wearing an inflatable porky pig costume. See, a lot of these are visual gags to get people to watch on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, all these different places you can watch as we're doing visual gags here. So the first one is the consummate professional, whole day's work without a shirt on. The second one to choose from, that's all folks, an entire day's work wearing an inflatable porky pig costume. I'd rather Bugs Bunny, but that's... I don't have that. I only have a big one. So this is going whatever's in my closet. I can't spend more money. Number three, it's called the Big League Chew. The Big League Chew is a good one. So you start with five pieces of gum in your mouth, and you have to add one piece of gum, not take any out, add one every segment for an entire shift. So you have to just keep adding a piece of gum until you just got this big wad of bubble gum in your mouth and you can barely speak. So I start with five. And you add one every segment. And I add one every segment. You sure will. Mm -hmm. So there's eight segments in this show. Uh Uh-huh. That's 15 pieces of gum. Sure is, by the end of it. 15 pieces of gum. It's going to be hard to talk at that point, too. Don't choke to that. That's, (laughs) That's a liability there. And then the last one is the no days off. The no days off is you have to document yourself spending the night in a stadium of your choice in a sweatshirt. And when you wake up, you have to cut the sleeves off like Bill Belichick and wear it into work. That's the no days off. So there's the four punishments you have to choose from if you lose this week in the bag of death. Zach, are you ready to play? Yeah. That's a verbal contract. He's ready to play. All right, Zach, you're going to go first here. I'm rummaging around for you here. I got all these helmets. I want to get it close to the microphone so you can hear me rummage around with these helmets. I'm rummaging. I love a good rummage here. I love a good rummage. Here we go. I got the first helmet. It is... Oh, this is a great one. The TYFYS helmet. Who's that? The TYFYS stands for thank you for your service, Zach. So that means you have all of the service academies to choose from as they play this week. You can choose a service academy to win. Navy, a five and a half point favorite. Again, not picking against the spread. I'm just giving you the spread to help you pick. Navy is a five and a half point favorite against North Texas this week. Um, let me go to Independence. That's where a lot of these are, right? Independence. Um, so Navy's a five and a half point favorite there in the American Conference. Army, a three point favorite at home against Boston College. Um, and I think that's that's probably it, right? What am I Navy, forgetting? Army. What about Air Force? What are they in? They're in the Mountain West. Yes, they're in the Mountain West. Um, Air Force is not playing this week. They're going to buy. Aren't they in the Mountain West? Did I get that right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, Air Force is on a buy. So you have Navy or Army to choose from. Do you want to take one of those, or do you want to try again and get another helmet here? 
Uh, let me get Boston College over. Air, uh, no, was it? you have to pick the service academy. You can't pick the opponent. Oh, <laughs> you making this hard. Oh, it's a tough game, Zach. Oh, you. So who's Navy playing again? Navy as playing North Texas. They're five and a half point favorites at home. Give me Navy. Oh, we're taking Navy. All right, Zach is locked in for Navy. I'm writing it down. Zach is locked in with the TYFYS for Navy. All right, my turn now. All right, this is funny. funny. I hope right. they triple option. Oh, we got to They're going to pass it more than ever before. That'll be a fun one there. Okay, here we go. So Zach is locked in for Navy. He's going to really enjoy watching Navy football this week. I can already tell. He sounds like he's going to enjoy it. All right, I got a helmet in hand. I got one in my hand. Ooh, it's the Green Bay Packers. Who do the Packers have this week? Let's see. I think the Packers are on a bye this week. No, the Packers are not on a bye. Please be on the bye. The Packers have, hmm. Oh, they got no, the Raiders. Monday night football against the Raiders on the road. One point spread. The Vegas Raiders are favored by one in this game. I'm throwing it back. I'm throwing it back. We're throwing going it again. Back. We're going <laughs> again. I can't, I can't take the Packers on the road against the Raiders. No way. I'm Jordan Love, please. First year, no chance. The Raiders, I kind of like, even though they only have one win. All right, here we go. <laughs> Last one here. Let's see what it is. Oh, it's the Niners! The Sunday night football game. I'm stuck with the Niners against Zach's Cowboys. He's walking out of the room. He's so disgusted with the fact that I had the San Francisco 49ers this week. I'm locked in. So, Zach is locked in with Navy, the Naval Academy, protecting our borders on seas. And I'm locked in with the San Francisco 49ers. You got to listen today to Johnny Radio's Happy Hour. You can see what Brian gets locked in with. And your reward for listening to this segment, too, is you get to experience our punishments with us. We got four really good ones to choose from. Hopefully, you get to stick around for that. Back, back with Brandon Lane right after this.